0: Don't you love it when you talk to someone and you know they really hear you and you know they really care and you know they really understand? And isn't it super frustrating when they don't? A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. My husband and I have a Yorkshire Terrier named Ruby. She's 10 years old and is the sweetest and smartest little dog. She loves to sit on our laps when we watch TV. She gets so excited when she hears one of our cars drive up in the driveway. She sleeps on the floor in our room in her little bed, and she'll stay in it all night. And no matter what time we get up in the morning, she waits in her bed until we say, okay, Ruby. Then she jumps up to run outside so she can do her business and then come back in and eat her breakfast. Ruby won't jump up on the couch to sit with you unless she's invited to do so. And if food falls on the floor... She usually just stares at it until we can tell her that she can help clean up. She goes to the bathroom on command. She doesn't chew on stuff. She's super smart. We got her as a puppy from a well-respected Yorkie breeder. This breeder was actually having a hard time placing her in a home. Most of the dogs she sells are to people who want to show dogs or just normal people who want a normal Yorkie, uh, which are usually about eight inches high and Weigh about four to six pounds, which Ruby, how can I say this? Ruby is a little bit larger than average. Like by a little bit, I mean she is over twice as big as average. She weighs 13 pounds and she stands a whopping 11 inches at the shoulder. She was already larger than her parents when we went to pick her up at eight weeks old. When I called and talked to the breeder initially and she told me about this dog she had, she said, our family has been giving her so much attention and she seems really, really smart. And then she said, yep, bigger dogs have bigger brains and often are very, very smart. She said, but before you drive out here, I have to say, if you're looking for a typical Yorkie, she is not it. You should know that with her size and her underbite, she isn't much to look at. And she's just gonna keep getting bigger. And in fact, I'm predicting she's gonna be a 13 pound dog. But because of this, she's half price. I hung up the phone and I knew exactly what we were going to do. I heard half price. <laughs> yep. So she was beautiful. And we drove a couple hours to where she was. And we saw her large lumbering self lumbering around and hovering over her parents. And when we saw her trying to play with her tiny, tiny puppy siblings that all ran from her, we just couldn't say no. That was about 10 years ago. Not that long ago, I needed to take Ruby to be groomed. The good news about Yorkies is they don't shed. The bad news is, is you have to find time to bring them in for a haircut. Unless you're like my friend who watched YouTube videos on how to groom dogs and does it herself. I did not do that. So after I moved to a new area, I was on the lookout for a new groomer. I tried one local place and I loved it. We went there a few times and then they shut down. So I decided I was going to try a large pet store chain that I am going to choose to call Petland. I called and I made an appointment and I showed up a few minutes early to fill out the paperwork, just like they told me to. The young woman that was working as the intake person that day greeted me casually and then gushed all over Ruby. You are so cute. Oh, look at you. What is her name? Ruby, Ruby. and She seems so nice, which is why I was able to effectively ignore the two groomers that I saw just beyond her. One was wrestling a larger dog that was standing on the table. She's trying to get it to stand still as she was finishing it up, and she was struggling. The other groomer was still trying to get her dog up on the table and then yelled, ouch, or some four-letter word anyway, She, as she got bit on her arm. She was fine. I know this because she kept saying it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine, which I think really meant quit looking at me. But she seriously probably was fine because she had some pretty hefty gloves on. I chose to look back at the friendly girl in front of me and inside was telling myself things like, well, Ruby's small, well, small-ish, certainly smaller than that lab mix or the German shepherd and she's gonna be fine because she'll be fine, fine. <laughs> I figured it was safe to leave her there. Plus, I already had the appointment and here I was and that's a huge accomplishment. So I gave Ruby a quick pat on the head, gave some final instructions to the receptionist there and said, be certain that her hair's cut really short around her face because it just grows real fast. And she said, someone will call you when Ruby's done. And I left. I got to the car and told Kenny, I thought we had a couple hours. He and I were trying to get some yard work and landscaping done during the day because we were in a hurry trying to get ready to go watch one of our youth group kids play in an ultimate Frisbee game that night. We spent the day going from Menards to Home Depot to a local nursery, then back to Menards and then back to Home Depot. You know, one of those days. You've had those. At each step, we added another planter few to the back of our Honda Pilot Soon, we were filling up the back seat. Finally, I was holding a number of hanging baskets on my lap. It was a super hot day, and as we were gathering more and more plants, our car started feeling and smelling more like a greenhouse. At this point, the phone rang, and I answered, and I heard here, Hi, this is Petland. Your dog is done and ready to be picked up immediately. Whoa. Whoa. I asked if we had time to go home first, about 30 minutes, because I was telling them I have a bunch of plants and a tree and a bush in my car and I need to bring them home. I have my hanging baskets and and then we'll come and we'll get the dog and then we'll take her with us to the ultimate frisbee game. And I'm thinking, why am I saying all these things? She didn't care about any of the things I was saying. And I don't blame her. I was boring myself and wondered why I was still talking. She just said, well, hurry up because we have a lot of dogs here. Whoa. So we did. We did. I walked into Petland and noticed that the earlier in the day friendly intake person had been replaced by this different sort of one. She said, who are you here for? I responded, Ruby. She said, "Mm, there isn't a dog here by that name. I said, what? Yeah, there is. Mm, No, I don't see it. Are you sure you're in the right spot? I'm like, "You, you just called me. I just talked to you. She shuffled some more papers on her desk. Nope, ma'am, there isn't. We have a Star, we have Buddy. And I was thinking, whatever. And I was also thinking, why do they name a dog Star? It sounds like a horse. Then I thought, well, I can't cast stones because our first dog was named Bissell, which sounded like a vacuum cleaner, which is actually why we named her that. But whatever, back to Star and Buddy and the impatient person behind the counter. I stood looking at her saying, um, I'm not sure what to do here because you do have my dog. She's like, "I don't think so." I'm like, "Yes, you do. You do have my dog, and I'm not leaving without her." Which suddenly sounds menacing, but it was just matter of fact. She looked back at me and said, "I'm not sure what to do here either because I can't just give you a random dog." Well, yep, that's true. Now, I know I've never been trained at Petland, but I would agree. I bet that's one of their rules. But I also was pretty sure that they weren't supposed to just lose your dog the second you drop them off either. So I tried to be patient and I said, well, could you just go in the back and look around and see if there might be a dog named Ruby somewhere? She said, I guess. And she left shaking her head and rolling her eyes, which at that point we had that in common. She came back after a little bit and said, nope, I was right. No, Ruby. At this point, she's like proud of it. At this point, I literally looked around the area for a hidden camera. Like This has to be a joke. This is a funny bit. Good idea. Ha ha ha. But nobody popped out of anywhere. So I looked back at her again and said, is it possible you just didn't see her? She, she looks at me and goes, nope. Is it possible you had dropped her off at Petco instead? People often get our stores mixed up. I'm like, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Seriously, though, often? Do people often drop their dogs off at this store and forget which one is and end up at a totally different store because they mixed them up? She's like, well, not with dogs, but with coupons. They come in here all the time and they want to use a Petco coupon. And I'm like, this isn't Petco. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Then she looked at me like she had a stroke of genius and said, oh, wait, is it possible she's at Bamfield? I was like, what? I don't even know what that word means. Is that another city or something? She goes, no, it's our hospital here. Did you drop her off at the hospital? I'm like, to get groomed? No, for sure I did not. I didn't even know that was here. I didn't even know what you were talking about. So yeah, oh, or maybe something could have happened during our grooming. And then she was sent there. Let me check with the groomers. Hey, did we send any dogs to the hospital today? No, no, not that I know of. (laughs) I was feeling a little bit more uncomfortable. And I also was running out of ideas and I didn't know what else to say. So I look at her and I said, do you have a, a manager or someone that I could talk to? She looked through her window to the bank of cashiers and she goes, yeah, but she looks busy. I'm like, well okay, can I go back there and see if I see my dog? Or could I just stand here and call her and see if she comes running? Or could I call her and you go out there and see if somebody looks real excited about that? Or could you just see if there's some random large Yorkshire terrier with an underbite whose face is trimmed really short and bring her out here and I'll let you know if it's Ruby? She's like, "Mm, yeah, I'm not sure if I can do that. Let me check with my manager. And she left. I, I actually just started laughing because I didn't know what else I could do at this point. She came back with her manager. They said just a minute, and they walked in the back. And the manager comes out carrying Ruby. She hands me my dog, and she hands me some paperwork for a black lab named Star. I'm like, looks like the paperwork might have gotten mixed up. There's was like, oh yeah, maybe so. So this isn't Star. Like no, it. Oh man. I paid for the grooming, and as I was putting my credit card away, she's handing me my receipt and she goes, Oh, look here. If you call this number at the bottom of the receipt, she spins the receipt around and she circles it and points to it so I could see. And if you let them know about the good service you've gotten today, you can bring this back for a 10% discount the next time you're in our store. Will Petco accept that coupon? I didn't actually say that. I just really, really, really wanted to. Have you ever felt like this? Like you're communicating the best you possibly can? Your words seem to be making perfect sense to you, and yet you are still not being understood. You're speaking as clearly as you know how, but you think you might be being misunderstood. We sometimes feel like this in prayer. But I want to assure you, I want to assure me, I want to assure us today that that's never the case with God. You may feel like you've been praying for the same thing over and over again, day after day, which has turned into month after month, which has turned into year after year, and you might be thinking, is it because he doesn't hear Is it because he doesn't care? Is it because he doesn't understand me? And I want to assure you, the answer to those questions is nope, nope, nope. I also want to say there's nothing wrong with doubting this at times. The psalmist did, David, and he was called a man after God's own heart. In Psalm 22, 1 and 2, he wrote, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you don't answer. By night but I find no rest. What did he do when his doubts would come? He combated them with truth. He would say this doubt, and then he would speak truth. I'd like to invite you to read Psalm 22 in its entirety on your own sometime. You can see the transition taking place from verses one and two that I just read, and then down to 24, where David by then is proclaiming, for God has not despised or disdained the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but he has listened to his cry for help. God does hear you. 1 John 5.14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. In fact, he hears us before we even speak. Psalm 139 verse 4 says, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. We can be confident that when we speak, God hears. He hears even before we speak, for He hears our hearts. God does hear you. Secondly, God does care for you. 1 Peter 5, 7 invites us to cast all your anxieties on God because He cares for you. What does it mean to cast anxieties? Cast means to throw with force, to hurl something. Like in fishing, when you're holding your line and then you cast it off into the water. You have it and then you throw it somewhere else. Or If you're watching your smart TV (laughs) and you cast a show from your mobile device up to your TV, first you have it on your phone. Now look, boom, it's not in my hands anymore. It's on the TV. What? This is the way we are invited to throw, to hurl our anxieties from ourselves to our God who takes them. And he does so because he cares. He cares for you. God cares for you. And finally, God does understand you. We might feel like he doesn't, but again, in the Psalms, David says in Psalm 139, verse two, you know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. You might think, how could God understand me? God created you. But you might hear this verse and say, wait though. It says he understands my thoughts from afar. Is he distant? No, 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 no. This means he understands our thoughts long before we even have them. He understands our thoughts even when the person you know best maybe doesn't. He understands your thoughts even when maybe you don't. God does. God understands you. And in prayer, we are invited to talk with the one who hears, who cares, and who understands us completely. What a gift.